the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the game, Cox. 107.5, the game. All right, and welcome in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5, the game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, along with you on this Tuesday morning. I'd like to welcome in today's special guest, Kristen Hopkins. Kristen, how are you doing this morning? Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, good morning. I'm great. Now, when I was informed that you were going to be on this show, Chris simply described you as a Gamecock mega fan. Is that an apt description? Yeah, that's probably an apt description. Yes, I do, I do enjoy Gamecocks. Mega fan. I, I put yeah. super fan on Twitter. But that, that was good. Yeah, that's that probably a better too, right? description. Whatever adjective. What else, what else did we miss? Would you have... Would that been have? I know it's accurate, but is that your preferred description of yourself? Yeah, I mean, mega fan is worth. That's great, or super fan. Either one of those is wonderful. I, like I think I'll are, take it. I think, feel like those are interchangeable. Yeah. Right, yeah. synonyms. What, Kristen? What do your friends call you? My, like my real friends, Miss yeah. Hopkins. Okay. <laughs> or K Hop, one of the two. K Hop, okay. Yeah, K Hop or Miss Hopkins. I no one calls me by my first name. It's very okay. odd. All right. I'm, no, I'm I'm glad because I I've met you like several several times tailgating, and I feel like I didn't ever actually know your first name. <laughs> and I was like, is it me or because I just wanted to call you like Hop for some reason. And I know you got your Hop grind shirt on. Right. Um. So it's not just me. People don't actually call you. I think I like K Hop. That's that is a good one. Yeah, cool. K-Hop is what I normally get. Um, and I guess Miss Hopkins is for work because people right. use their last names right. at school. Um, but no one calls me Kristen. That's usually if I'm in trouble. <laughs> My mother <laughs> calls me you're, <laughs> you're not in trouble. <laughs> not in trouble today. Um, by the way, tell people how to follow you on Twitter because I feel like you've been, you've been growing the brand. Uh, yeah, we're, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Um, on Twitter, it's Miss Hopkins 96 which throws people because they want to think that's my birth year or that's what I tell myself. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. more likely it's, it's not, it's not my birth year and it's not when I graduated high school. It's the town I'm from. Yes. Shout the, out 96. Big Shout old, out. Big old city. Big old city. Two stoplights. Two. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's double what I would have guessed. Um, <laughs> How, what is the population of 96? Is it 96? No, <laughs> it's that, not, but I graduated with 96 people. Ah, uh, okay. But it's about 2,000. I, I was kind of close, yeah. Okay. You're up there. I, and, I'm a nerd at heart. Well, and now you're a teacher. You are. You kind of gave it away because you're a were, principal. A principal now, excuse yes, me, yes. But you're girl. an educator. Yes. <laughs> you already gave that away because you described something as a synonym, so that's pretty easy to see. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to teach us about gerunds later? Don't tip me. <laughs> for, for those wondering, 96's last population in the census was 2,076. That's See? actually way higher than I would have guessed. 2,000 more than Wes was going to guess. Right. That's True. just in the city, though. You've got Lake Greenwood that we can claim. See? Do y'all claim Greenwood? Like, is that... If you, if you have to say where you're from to somebody... When you're trying to describe, are you just like Greenwood? Well, I work in Greenwood now, so yeah. let me be clear. I would claim it currently, but um, <laughs> 96 is in Greenwood County, and that is yes. the biggest city there. But most people know the lake, which the mm -hmm. lake is close to 96. Like, um, we live by the lake growing up. I feel like it's hard to get to that area. Like, there's not, like, an easy <laughs> way. Like, you're not like, oh, I passed by Greenwood today. Like, you have to kind of make a an effort. 
Yeah, I thought about that trying to get here today. <laughs> I was like, okay, because you only are like back roads until you can get to 26. So give us some of your background. There, there's a lot to dive into. I want the origin story the, of, of her being the a K-Hop Gamecock origin. fan. Yes, that's, that's kind of what I meant. Oh, um, well, I don't think I had a choice um, growing up. And it was hard because Greenwood or 96, that's upstate technically. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ugly orange up there. Um, but my dad did not give me an opportunity to make any other choice. And so, and, and people make fun of me because I love the script, you know, but like one of my youngest pictures is me and a shirt with the script on it. Um, and that was just what it was. That's what we did. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, you could pull for Clemson. It was just like, we're going to be Carolina fans. And so we did. And I think it just continued. And then the memories and the fun that it brings and then, come full circle i was able to go to carolina and i'm back at carolina again so they have a lot of my money so might as well right true so you're talking about the script carolina the the script so wait is it not cool to like the script some people hate on the script i i get the most hate on my twitter for two things one when i say that about the script or two when i say i don't like real macaroni and cheese well the second one you deserve i I do you're you're talking about like oven macaroni and cheese like like baked mac and cheese? Yes, I only do like uh, Velveeta shells and cheese. Craft? <laughs> Craft, I'll go with. Okay. Or remember, or well, y'all probably don't. Y'all are younger than me, but it used to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones. I mean, when I we were kids, the, the shapes. shapes of the shells. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I do remember I, that. I, I actually, I feel like for a lot of people, it's the opposite. They'll only eat like the baked, yeah. and they won't eat like the stuff out of the box. Which yes. I mean, the stuff out of the box is great. Tastes delicious. Easy Mac. It's so I mean, good. I, I don't think I can hate on the shells and cheese, but also the fact you just don't like. I don't. real. I feel like you haven't had good real mac and cheese. I just had, one of my friends made some last week. We had a Juneteenth celebration, and I had their real mac and cheese, and I promised them I would taste it, <laughs> and I did. And you didn't like it. I can tell from your face. I, but did you, were you honest and say, hey, this sucks? Did you tell it them It was that? the best I've had, but I would not have <laughs> picked it. <laughs> the best out of the things that I don't like. So at Thanksgiving, you, like, do you bring your own? You know, because you, <laughs> you <laughs> hey guys, I brought oh, mac gosh. and cheese. Okay, I, another thing that, that I don't do is cook. So, um, no, I don't even bring anything. I am always the person who gets paper products and drinks for for family functions. So you just don't <laughs> well, eat you know what? and cheese. Th- those are very necessary things for the function, so it's okay. Thank you. I appreciate the respect. Mm. So tailgates, <laughs> either you don't... Uh, Tailgates, I am responsible for paper products, K-Hop Punch, and any other drinks. And then I always get this nice lady in Greenwood to make a charcuterie. So let's not skip over K-Hop Punch. What is that? It sounds fun. K-Hop Punch is fun. It's a beautiful garnet color. It is cheer wine, pineapple juice, and ginger ale. And then you can add whatever you like. It's about as Carolina as it gets right there. Right. I mean, cheer wine, and now cheer wine's hard Mm -hmm. to find. I like to make those with the diet variety, so you save just a few calories. Yeah. But your wine's hard to find. Yes, it, it, it is. It is. Luckily, it's, it's a Carolina thing, right? Like yes. Same place as RC, is it made right? In Greenwood? No. <laughs> I don't think anything's made in Greenwood. Um, but RC. For, all right. What is the earliest experience, earliest game or earliest, I guess, Gamecock experience that you can remember? Like, what's your first memory? Mm, that's a tough one. Well, usually, you know, you couldn't watch it on TV back then. Um, 
back in the the eighties. <laughs> we had those three channels or whatever. Um, but in the late eighties, I behaved well enough to get to come to Williams Price, and and that was a great time. And Jeffrey's gonna be mad at me because I cannot tell you the exact game. That's him, you know, who remembers all those exact right. things. Um, husband Jeffrey. Yes, husband, comma, Jeffrey, comma. Yeah, yeah, so. For the people that don't know out there. Yeah, um, but it was then, and then we used to also go to Sarge Fry a good bit for baseball. So that was awesome. You have a a favorite, a favorite memory? Let's split them up into sports. Mm. All right, so give us your football memory. Favorite football memory was when we beat Clemson five in a row. And we were at Carolina. That was just amazing. And we've had a lot of great ones, but that one is just special, being from the upstate. And I have Clemson people in my family who like to give me a hard time. Um, So that one was great, you know, putting the thumb on there. Um, Baseball, that's a very tough one for me, but I think probably that last Super Regional when we were at home, God, what was that, 2010, 2011, and we had Michael Roth on the mound. And then you get Matt Price coming out of the bullpen. I, I'm going to get chills thinking about it. I don't know that you can top that, that feeling. It was electric. Matt Price, I was uh, I was talking to somebody who was not familiar with Gamecock baseball the other day. And so we, I was going back and telling him about, you know, the 2010, 2011 teams. And I was describing Matt Price. And, and I know this is not accurate, but, like, I feel like in every big game, he came in, he would walk the bases loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and then strike out everybody after right. that. Like, he always had to make it so interesting and also nerve-wracking. Yes. Every single time. High drama. Gets to people watching. All the Party time. at Cox, I guess. Well, yes. it, but it, it was it was quite the battery because you would have Roth or, or whoever else. And then you bring in our man John Taylor. Oh, yeah, John Taylor. Your sidearm John Taylor. Yeah. He was probably more one of the more underrated just athletes just in general, certainly in baseball. I feel like people still talk about Roth. They talk about Price. But John Taylor, man, he was like the setup man. He was so good. My my favorite thing about those teams was that Ray Tanner had everyone convinced that, oh, you know, we're not that talented. Uh, we just have to come to the park and, you know, we have to grind it out. We have to work harder than everybody else. And then still to this day, you turn on the TV, you got Christian Walker yep. still hanging out in the league. Um you know, for the most part, Jackie has has stuck in the mm-hmm. league. Uh, a bunch of those guys have at least had some time at either AAA or Major League Baseball level. And it's like, dude, those teams are actually pretty freaking talented looking back. Yeah. I mean, and I think the part that you said about the, the battery of guys, like we had a lot of stock, though, in that it was going to be handled. You know, mm-hmm. like you, it would be dramatic, but you're like, oh, we got this. Yeah. Chris Veach gave me some of those vibes this year at times That's coming true. in, That's, and I enjoyed that, that. Yeah. Um, but it was just really good baseball and playing in the SEC. I mean, we're playing great, great talent. And you're right. I mean, he would make it out like we just had bad news bears, and we were doing great things out there with, with it. We're, but. we're on to you, Ray. That was, <laughs> it, but I, I feel like that was kind of just part of the vibe. He wa- he wanted yeah. the guys to think we're the underdogs when. Really, they might have been the most talented well, it worked. guys in it the did work. There, it there was a little bit of the, like, the Lou Holtz in there. Like, mm. you know, we're going to have to add an extra digit to the scoreboard for the other team. Like, every like doesn't matter. They'd be playing Kent State, and it's like, I, I don't know, guys. Like, it's like the Green Bay Packers out there for the for the other team. What is, like, the, um, what's that called? The reverse, reverse psychology? Reverse psychology, yes. Like, make them think that they're terrible so they go out there and play great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kirby Smart's the... 
Can't get... Nobody oh, take uh, us. George was supposed to go six oh. to six last year. Y'all <laughs> forgot about that? Apparently a bunch of people said that. All right, we'll have more with uh, Kristen Hopkins on the Garnet Trust Hour. Coming up next here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler West and Chris along with you. Today's special guest, we'll just call her Miss Hopkins from now on. We don't need to use first name. She's not in trouble. Uh, Miss Hopkins, Gamecock super fan, joining us for today's edition of the show. You know, we, we talked a little bit about baseball there at the end of the last segment. It was an up and down year for Gamecock baseball. What's your assessment on uh, everything that went down and the season ultimately ending last weekend in Gainesville? Well, I'm going to catch some flight for this. I think that it ended well. Um, obviously, we started off strong, had a little slump, and we came back. Um, I actually talked about that on my podcast, oddly, that like three people listen to. I really just say it for myself. <laughs> but I feel like people have, do we want to call it irrational? Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a... a you're the educator. <laughs> Good word. Yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, say it nicely here. Uh, every year's not going to be a, a national championship or a super regional team. I mean, there's, what, 16 super regional teams? A 16 in the nation? I mean, that mm-hmm. that's pretty sporty. I wish I was top 16 of pretty much anything. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, we did well, and then we experienced a slump. Personally, I was proud that we came back and made it to where we did, you know, in regionals and everything. Not a whole lot you could do when my man came in out out of the gate. Um, I mean, what did he throw? 100 the first pitch, that kid from Florida. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pitcher, like, I can't remember his name right now, but at the same time, I mean, you know, Hurston, sometimes. Hurston, right? Hurston Waldrop. That's yeah. it, Waldrop, yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, just like the kid from LSU, like, sometimes people are just going to mow you down. Sometimes uh, other people have a better game. I think it. I think it showed a lot about us to bounce back. I think there's years we would not have bounced back had we gone down. And so I think I think there's some promise in the future. Of course, I enjoy college baseball. I would I would love to be in the regionals or super regionals every single year. But that's that's tough. I mean, what is our, our stats? I heard somebody say like us and LSU are pretty much at the top with a, a lot of folks as far as our super regional births. Yeah, yeah. our super regional births and every FSU, time. I think top three. Uh, were you top 16 in your graduating class? Yes. <laughs> out of 96. <laughs> out of 96. That's still a good percentage. My mom like. is is still wishing I was number one and had more scholarships. Um, um, so there's yeah. that. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll do this. Since, since it's kind of your dream to be top 16, we will award you the unofficial Garnet Trust Hour slash Gamecock Central top 16 Gamecock fan. Oh, thank goodness. What an honor. We'll have Josh... It's not even official. It's can't, not even. Can't you can, make it official? We can. Well, we don't have like a plaque or anything. Yeah. Well, right the assistant to the assistant. Formal hardware. Okay, make we'll it make official. it official, and then we'll get um, yeah. our assistant. Josh was just in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The assistant to the regional manager. Oh, I hope he. I hope he doesn't hear that. <laughs> I, I hope he does. does. <laughs> yeah. And and so uh, we'll have him print out something for you. Oh yeah, I think that would be epic. Chris is yeah. going to draw Josh, up the design. Josh, <laughs> Josh gets uh, Chris and West coffee every morning. <laughs> And it was just requested. Danishes. Coffee with no, pastries. Pa- pastries, yes. pastries. 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 That's, that's very formal talk for. That must be what they, how they describe them in West Ashley, where where uh, Josh is from. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we've, maybe. we've done enough damage to Josh now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, top, baseball. No, baseball. top sixteen baseball. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's not that's not easy. No. I mean, I I used to kind of think, all right, Omaha is the goal every year. And maybe at a time it was. But if you make top 16, I, I think people also have lost sight of the fact when Carolina was dominant in the SEC, I don't think there were near as many teams in the conference that actually put support behind baseball. Like, if, fact. You, if you look at the SEC now, um, I mean, there's maybe a couple teams that don't really support it. Like, I mean, Missouri, it, it doesn't seem like. The fake Columbia. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't seem like they're, like, a huge baseball um, town, I guess, or baseball university. Um, even, you know, and Georgia has actually been pretty good at times over the years, but they don't necessarily put quite as much support behind it, certainly, as they do, like, other sports uh, on campus. But I feel like top to bottom, you know, when Carolina built this new stadium over here, it was, like, state-of-the-art. It was, like, you know, brand new, obviously. Now you look around – Pretty much everybody in the SEC since then has either renovated their stadium or built their own new stadium as well. Um, They've learned, hey, if we support baseball, you know, we're in the southeast, obviously. um, We can have a good program. So top to bottom, every single year, I mean, it's a gauntlet in the SEC. So I I feel like I'm not saying Carolina fans should not have the high expectations. I think you absolutely should. But I do think we have to have – a little bit of uh, reality check about, yeah, if you finish top 16, you you lost to a team that I, I think may actually win the whole thing in Florida. Like At least play for it. Like, they have set themselves up very well. Mm-hmm. And really, you were in a position. You should have won game one, honestly, at Florida. Correct. And then you're in a game three situation of, hey, winner take all. Who knows what happens at that point? Florida, I think, certainly on in game two is the better team. They mm-hmm. played better credit where it's due they they played a great game and had a great start out of their guy but i I do think we got to have this is not this is not 2000 you know when those early carolina teams that were really good um you know there was like lsu supported baseball there were a couple teams in the sec that really supported it but tennessee now they they support the heck out of baseball like everybody in this league now it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Florida. They, I mean, they almost <laughs> lost their coach because they didn't have a new stadium at one point, and their fans didn't really support it. You look at the atmosphere for Carolina, Florida down there is an incredible college baseball atmosphere. So it, it's different now. I, I think now I'm not saying that fans should be happy with the years they don't make the tournament or you know finishing below 500 overall i'm not saying that's like quote acceptable either but i don't think we should nitpick a season where you finish top 16 two wins away from omaha by pretty much every rational way of dissecting it that's a pretty successful year once Mm -hmm. you take a step back take your fan you know hat off for a second and just look at it rationally i think yeah and like Take your garnet-colored glasses off because, yeah. I mean, think of our injuries and stuff we had. Losing Noah Hall, that was tough. You got to have some pretty deep pitching, um, mm-hmm. and I think we struggle with that at times. But back in the day when home alone was cool, there's that line that says, you be positive, Frank, I'll be realistic. Um, and I think that that kind of comes <laughs> into play sometimes with, with this. I think you're right. Like, you've got to have lofty goals. Like, you're not out there to play to lose. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you everybody wants to go to – to Omaha. I mean, it's the greatest show on dirt. Like, who doesn't want to go there? So you have that as a goal, but you also have realistic expectations that 
every team's not going to make it there. Injuries are going to happen. Um, I mean, we swept Florida here mm. and at a different point in your season, but th- that whole season is a gauntlet. And you said that about s- um, different fan bases and different stadiums. I mean, Georgia now has just picked up that pitching coach for LSU. Mm. Well, that could that could prove to be tough for us moving forward with that change at Georgia and they're renovating their stadium. We went down there this year to watch Carolina play down there, and it's so different than here, mm. but they're up in their game. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. But what a better league to play in week in, week out. I mean, it's exhausting, it's grueling, but it's a great league. Yeah, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to push you to be your best, but also there's going to be times where if you, if you have injuries or you, you just have a down year, you're going to be kind of humbled, I feel like, <laughs> as a program. And, and I do think not to if, you know, if this, if that, but the loss of Noah Hall, um, you know, you look back at that. And they, they actually really won a lot of games even Without with his him. absence. Correct. And even with Will Sanders um, not having the year that I'm sure he personally True. would have hoped for himself and, and certainly fans hoped for him as well. But, I mean, if you I, – I truly believe that was an all my if, – if you had – the Will Sanders we saw for most of his career and the healthy Noah Hall combined with everything else we saw, I mean, I, I think it is a Omaha, mm-hmm. like, championship-contending team. But, there, you know, sports, there are no ifs. There's no, there's no uh, you know, guarantees or, um, you know, everybody likes, likes to think about the Cinderella story, like, oh, it's meant to be. But, no, you go play the games, and then the ball is going to fall where it falls. And for Carolina, it was a, it was a good year. Could have been. I think fans probably have that little feeling in the pit of their stomach, though. Like, man, this could have been. Could have been. Could have been more, but been that's that. that's sports. And well, you look, you look back at some of the football teams, even with South Carolina, that there were there was a very small. There have not been many opportunities for a Gamecock football team to capture a championship. Certainly, 2010 was the closest to an SEC title because they were literally in the game. But you even think about 2012, and you go, well, the way the schedule fell, they played down at Florida. They had to play LSU at night, and they lost by, I think, two in that game. If they can get one of those, or maybe they have a different opponent on the schedule, they're probably in Atlanta, and that team was good enough. That was the best team, I think, ever here. That team would have had a chance, too. Even, But it's hard, to y'all's point. I mean, you look at Florida, Kevin O'Sullivan, right? Mm. He's one of the best coaches in the country. He's got one of the best resumes in the country. He's been to Omaha. I think this is his ninth time since 2008. Nine times. They were the runner-up in 2011. He still only won one title. Mm. I, I would probably pick them to win this year, but we'll see. You don't know. They won one championship in 2017. This year, they're back in Omaha, but the previous four seasons, they didn't get out of a regional. Now, 2020. What we're talking about on 107.5 The Game. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour. Here on 107.5 The Game, Miss Hopkins joining myself, Wes, and Chris here for a few more minutes going up until 11 o'clock, then we'll go into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. And Chris had a question that he wanted to ask before we went to the break there. Yeah, question for K-Hop. Uh, so we're talking about baseball and expectations. You quoted Home Alone, which I very much appreciated. Uh, we were having this discussion. I've had this discussion actually for, for with several people after the baseball season. From a fan perspective... Can you even kind of put some type of metric on what the expectation should be? You know, it always depends, right? You look back at the season, and you can say, like, for this team, hey, 
this thing happened. You ran into this opponent. So I, I know you always have to qualify, but is there some some type of expectation you should you can put on the baseball team as far as I mean, for instance, do you think that hey, you need to make Omaha once every five years? You need to make two super regionals every six years. I mean, or do you not even play that game? Well, I get accused of being the positive one, you know, and just being happy with yeah. whatever happens. Um, but I feel like, I mean, we bring up how, how tough the SEC is. Mm-hmm. Just like it is in football, we are worn down sometimes by the time it is to get to, you know, playoffs and regionals and things like that. But I, I would say regionals should be a goal. Now, Omaha, I mean, that there's so much you got to take into it. We could go total nerd and do a lot of probs and stats to think about that. And when you're thinking about even like if pitching goes down and then you have somebody like a skeins on the other side, what are your chances? Um, I mean, he, you know, they were talking about it last night. Kyle Peterson, who I do like, says he's a generational talent like that. You, you don't realize kind of what you're up against from time to time. But I think you have to have the expectation of being a at least a winning team. You know, you want to be over 500. Nobody wants to be a losing team. Also, I mean, we're on the Garnet Trust Hour. You're not going to get NIL money. You're not going to get boosters. You're not going to get all of those things. And I think about if we flip it this year with Donnie Goborn coming in for softball. I mean, let's give the girls some love this time. Mm-hmm. You know, we make a regional and do well with that. I think that should be expected more. I don't understand sometimes how the females are not more on a hot seat with that. Um because we're, I mean, that I mean, I'm a female saying that. I feel like they're in the SEC school. They've got the support. They've got the same, you know, type funding and different kinds of things. We got a great stadium compared to a lot of people. Um, we should be winning more than we are there as well. I mean, like, let's let's go. If we're going to call it for the boys, we need to call it for the girls. Yeah, and I, I think when you look at baseball, no matter what you think of Kingston's tenure, right, or, or you look back at Chad Holbrook and they're, you know, people generally agree that a change was needed, but you might have kind of a different lens. But I, I think we can all agree, like, Ray Tanner set a pretty high standard, right? I mean, right. It, you, when you when you close your career by going to Omaha, not only going to Omaha three times, but winning two titles back-to-back, playing for another, that kind of sets a standard that's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think South Carolina has not been back there since then. So 2012 was the last time. It's been over 10 years. It's fair to say, yeah, probably should have made it back since that time. But beyond that, it's kind of hard, I think, to, like, quantify what that should look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I do – I think in sports, things like that do sort of come in bunches, though, if you really look at it. Like, you may say, all right, South Carolina made it to Omaha. Let's say – however you, like, set your parameters. Like, they made it three times in ten years. But then you go back and look, and it's like, well, you made it three straight years yeah. during the 10. It's right. normally not like, uh, you know, made it once, then five years later made it again. Normally it's because you have sort of, like, there is a little bit of luck involved in that you got kind of the right team. to, And you obviously worked hard to get that team together, but you hit on maybe a few more evaluations. Maybe a couple of guys are a little bit better than, than you thought they were going to be. Because the other thing about baseball is you have such limited scholarships. Yeah. So, well, you know, 11.7. So I, I think, um, you know, when when the injuries started happening, again, not to make excuses, people were saying, well, why don't you have a backup third baseman, a backup shortstop, a back? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you, don't, you don't actually have the scholarships to, like, you. it's very hard to build depth in baseball because 
I'm not coming to sit the bench and, if I'm a great player, sit the bench and not have my scholarship paid for. When so, I could go play maybe at a smaller school or a different school. Exactly. So I think it's, it is difficult. That's why you saw fresh, you know, freshmen coming in mm-hmm. um, and having to fill roles because it's just very hard to build depth, I think, in baseball, the way college baseball is structured currently. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, the fan base did sort of – I think they had realistic feelings on this season, I, but I also think the fact that – and I was as guilty as anybody when Carolina was making that run middle of the year, especially, I mean, sweeping Florida. Right. And you're like, this might be the best team in the country. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of let our imaginations run Buy wild a little bit. And yeah. it's like um, it, it didn't play out the way at the time. So, But – I think that should be something that if I'm the administration at USC, did y'all notice how freaking happy the fan base was when baseball was going well? And but because <laughs> there was this feeling of like, this is the way it's supposed to be around right. here. This is the way South Carolina yeah. athletics are supposed to be. Like, you want to talk about Gamecock Twitter and <laughs> social media you know, was kind. I, I know. So <laughs> I, I think that tells us something like it's not just like, Oh yeah, baseball would be cool if we were good. Like it matters to people quite deeply. So you know, I, I think there was something. There was a feeling of like, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be for South Carolina fans. And you know, it, it did get ripped away a little bit with the way. Uh, you know, it, it was right after that. Weirdly, it was right after that Florida mm-hmm. series when it was the kind of the the best we saw from the year. And then for about four weeks, it was some of the worst ball we saw all year. Uh, you mentioned you're a positive person overall when it comes to being a fan. Do you feel like most of the fan base skews more negative, or do you run into a lot more positive piece people? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, Trying to get her in trouble. Right. Yeah, you, yeah, you got really, to be honest. I've got to be honest. Uh, well, here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are negative. There's a lot of people who are positive. There's a lot of people who are pretty realistic and neutral. But just like anything in life, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So a lot of times those negative folks show up the most. They, they're the loudest. Um, and at the same time, people have a lot invested. It's really hard to say, you know, don't get mad, don't get upset. When a lot of these people give a lot of money, I mean, sometimes money that, that they may not really even have in some instances to support these programs. And I think baseball is a good way to look at it because in the South, baseball is big. You know, and when our baseball is doing well, the fan base was was well. But also I think about the affordability of baseball. So many of our fans and so many others can get to a baseball game and maybe not able to get to a football game. You buy in a different group of folks because, let's be honest, college athletics is not cheap um, to be part of. And so I think that sometimes we get into that and our, our true colors may show and we all get aggravated, but it is what it is, I guess. I'm going to ask you a loaded related question. What do you what do you think of Gamecock Twitter? You're, you're a part of Gamecock Twitter, but what do you? Um, I will be honest. I have met some of the best people in the world based on Gamecock Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny to me because even meeting some of the people that everyone that's listening would call the most negative, you know, you put them out from behind the keyboard, maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some of the best people. Also, what I have learned is those people really care. I mean, they they really get into it. Now, some of them have a lot of time on their hands. I don't know if they work, don't work, what, but the things that they find is incredible. But Gamecock Twitter, when Gamecock Twitter is good, I mean, like Mike, even when he was posting, like, 
so many days without a negative comment or whatever. That was hilarious to me. But people people forget and they don't take things into consideration. Like Chad coming in after Ray, who wants to be the guy after the guy? You know, and they didn't even give my man a chance. Like sometimes the reality of it is hard. And then I swing the other way trying to find the good in it. And I think it's just, it's sometimes hard to find that balance. But when Gamecock Twitter is good, it can be, I think, one of the most powerful things. I mean, I've heard in some of our Garnet Trust events, I've heard some of our kids, our players, I shouldn't call them kids, refer to it. Like, mm-hmm. when it's good, it's good. It's a huge recruiting tool, um, but that goes the other way. It, yeah, it, it does. And I, I think, I, I do think part of, and this is just Twitter in general, um, I'm going to use an educator word mm. um, or phrase. So the problem with Twitter is that when people are on there during a the game and it's like their stream of consciousness. Yes. And... It might be what you yell at the TV <laughs> when you're at your house, but now it's on the internet. Yeah, and it's just like it's okay if you're if you're mad, you can yell at your TV. Right, put like, the phone down. It's fine, but then when it gets <laughs> tweeted out, and especially when somebody Dude. tweets something that probably honestly they just it was a thought in the moment and they tweet it, but then people see it and start replying or you know responding to it, and then it gets like kind of amplified. That's yeah, when things get bad. I well, feel like. I made a comment about Caglione when we were a couple of days ago and people were like so shocked because it was not yay or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have real thoughts too. I just try not to use my fingers to put them out there, you know, like type them in because also those are people's children. They're yeah. people's, I mean, you know, some of them make more money than we do in the NIL and good for them because they're bringing money back to the university. So there is a certain bit that they're going to get back as far as I guess, you know, people criticizing or other things, but at the same time, they're a person, they're a kid. I mean, I don't like people talking to me like that at my job. Well, we appreciate your grounded views on reality, unlike those folks over on Vault Twitter. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, Vault Twitter. Ooh. Is that, that is, the, that's is a that deep the... Twitter. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a bad, that's a scary place over there. They uh, they dislike some Beamer hey. on Vault Twitter. Yeah. Like, it is very irrational. They're very triggered. They, they dislike a lot of things very on triggered. Vault Twitter, for being honest. Yeah. All right. And we'll come back and wrap up today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour with K Hop, Miss Hopkins, here on 1075 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks, 1075 The Game. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 1075 The Game. Tyler Weston, Chris, along with you, a few more minutes to go with Miss Hopkins here on the Garnet Trust Hour. And a big thing about this hour, we often talk about revolves around. NIL and uh, how are you as a super fan getting involved with NIL uh, specifically with someone like Garnet Trust? Okay, good question. Um, Jeremy, I met Jeremy a while back, um, who is our Garnet Trust guy at the top. Jeremy Smith. Yep. Yeah, full name. We're government names on this show. Okay, well, I like we, it. We like to make sure that the people who might be tuning in that haven't been paying attention yeah they need to they, tune in they need to know that and i'm name. horrible at introducing people by yeah. the way so yeah because everybody my husband says i never introduce him to anyone i just walk up and well talk. you just told everybody you just like jeffrey like <laughs> See, so yeah maybe people, he's right well, you yeah. should know him right you know? like See, duh. I, I, I always think about it like what the teachers and tools the teachers in school taught me like when you go to a new page or like another chapter you like almost kind of reintroduce the characters over and over again so people don't like forget and kind of know where everything stands 
Tyler, that's a very nerd thing to say. I love that, and maybe I'll do better. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so Jeremy, full name Smith. Yeah, I don't um, know his middle name, but we'll... Uh, we'll leave that out yes. just for purposes of safety. <laughs> yeah. um, anywho, great guy. Met him a while back. Um, then he got involved in is kind of heading up the Garnet Trust and then um, tying up with the Garnet Trust Foundation. And so just from knowing him, I've been able to help do some things. It's been incredible. One thing that I like is that people don't see. Um, we, you know, everybody thinks it's all money related and it is. But there's so much that that the Garnet Trust does for our athletes and their families. It's, it's really incredible. Um, you know, a lot of times it allows them to have um, have their parents come to games. It allows and helps them do travel. It gives them a means. You know, everybody's not on a full scholarship. People do not understand that. College is expensive even if you're playing a sport. Um, it, it may help, you know, get them books. It provides people opportunities. But one thing I've enjoyed and, and been fortunate to be a part of is is a lot of the events which I see as building some really strong community Um, with the players, with uh, different folks. I've met a lot of different people through that. Um, But, you know, example, Gamecock Bourbon had their event, um, golf tournament, what, last weekend? Players come up to play. They're just so kind and they're so personable. You know, they get out there, they play, they shake hands, they do different things. Of course, it benefits them, but also... It puts a name to a face for or a face to a name, and a, a handshake is a whole lot different than seeing them, you know, like than seeing Tanner Bailey down there on a on a Saturday or whomever. And so I think it does a it does a lot of work of of building that fan base and building that community, which we've got to do to be competitive. NIL is the name of the game. I mean, we we can everybody can have their own opinion, but it's here. Yeah, definitely not going away. What what would be your what would be your pitch? K-Hop to a Gamecock fan who was like, I am not participating in NIL. Like, I'm, I'm not going to any event. I'm not joining, uh, you know, the, the word collective has been thrown out, kind of a dirty word. I'm, I'm not donating to the Garnet Trust Foundation. Like, I'm, I'm not doing anything NIL-centric. And, and you know what? That's fine. You you can yeah, have your, yeah. you, you can be that way. Um, we all have things that we feel strongly about one way or the other. However... Um, you can't not get invested and be a part of it and then complain that we're not competing. Um, uh, you know, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing kind of thing. Like, this one of those, it, it is the name of the game. And, again, you can have your own opinion on it, but it is it is part of the world, just like the transfer portal. People don't like it, it's here. And so you don't necessarily have to support it and put your money to it. Money is yours. But you can at least not maybe be negative about it, maybe spread horrible things about it because some of those opportunities is what is keeping some players here. It, it attracts folks. I mean, if you if you look at kids who you're trying to recruit, NIL is, is questions they're asking, and not mm-hmm. just in football. Football, I feel like, gets a negative rap for it. It's across the board mm-hmm. um, in sports, and we've got to find a way to embrace it. And maybe you just, like, tie your Amazon account to it. And maybe that's all you can do. You don't even see that money anyway. Nobody says give a million dollars you don't have. <laughs> but at least promote promote the program and, and what's going on. I think Tyler loved your uh, <laughs> racing reference there. Tyler's a huge uh, huge racing fan back I, there. I appreciated that. I've only um, ever been to one race. Which one was it? At Darlington. We used to live oh, down course. there. Yeah. yeah. Was that fun? Same. Was it cool? Yeah. <laughs> It was okay. an experience. I don't know what to say about it. It was kind of like Taylor Swift. I don't okay. know if I'll ever do it again. Do you remember what year that was? 
Oh my God, no! My media guide <laughs> husband's not here for the facts and figures. Tyler probably okay. Jeffrey takes me, Jeffrey. If, when do we get it? If you would have told me, I could have probably told you something about it. Yeah, he's, I'll, he's I'll got, get with you um, on that. He's got like a uh, crazy brain for racing or random WWE. Yes. Oh, now we can talk about that later, Tyler. I, I'm a big Stone Cold fan. We'll say, hey, now we follow each other on Twitter. We can go back. We'll get it going. Hey, WrestleMania we'll get it going. 2001 main event. <laughs> 2001, uh, that'd be WrestleMania 17. Oh, my gosh. That was, so that's where Stone Cold, Stone Cold was and yeah. Vince McMahon shook hands and that ended the Attitude Era. Yeah, the Attitude Era was over. I was, love We'll go it. down that road. We're going to be very good friends. That We've was, established that. Holla back, that Tyler. Was, <laughs> that was insane. I've, lo- I've lost my complete train of thought. Um, <laughs> no, hey, the, the events, the events, for real. Um I actually think this is the coolest thing that NIL has brought to us from a fan perspective because I feel like fans were losing a little bit, especially some of it was COVID. Yeah. Fans for a while were kind of losing their connection directly with, like, the programs and the players and stuff like that. I feel like all the events, just being around the players in a relaxed environment, um, there's a lot of like just really great personalities, great people. Yes. Every every literally every single guest we've had for Garnet Trust Hour, student athletes have been phenomenal. You always learn something new about them, learn something new about what makes them tick, um, learn something new about just how dedicated they have to be to be successful in what they're doing. Um, it, it's really, I think it's actually. It's good for the university, too, like, because you get to see these great representatives of your school, but you get to know them, like you said, not watching them from your seats at Williams-Brice. You're getting to look them in the eye, shake their hand. To me, it's not even about an autograph. It's just kind of about that experience. And so the events that NIL has brought us is, I think, really awesome. And to your point that you were making earlier, I don't know if people have even, like, sat down and thought about, hey, even if I give, like, the $10 a month, if everybody that goes to a game at Williams Price Stadium locked in for like ten dollars a month, like you could, you could build a pretty big pot. Yeah, of, a collective, uh, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great <laughs> idea. Um, and, and then you can be like, man, I I help support the guy I'm watching and down there on the field. A lot of student athletes, not just the number yeah. one names. And it puts you back with them. I, like you said about COVID, I think another part, like people have lost sight with the transfer portal. You know, we're playing for the name yes. on the back of the jersey instead of the front. Yes. Everybody in this diehard Carolina is us, but it puts you with them. It lets you make some connections and, and build that community of the team. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the Garner Trust Hour. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a little bit, K-Hop. And, thank you. Uh, we'll we do it certain- again, right? Yeah, yeah we'll do it again. Absolutely. No, this is a blast. And if you missed any of this conversation, I'll have it up shortly on the 1075 The Game podcasting page. Coming up next, Gamecock Central Takeover Hours and by Firehouse Subs right here on 1075 The Game.